page 7. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, Confess unto thee all my sins and iniquities, with which I have offended thee, and justly deserve thy temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and truly repent of them. And I pray thee of thy boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of thy beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, who heartily repent of your sins, believe on Jesus Christ, and sincerely and earnestly purpose by the assistance of God the Holy Ghost, henceforth to amend your sinful lives. And in the stead, and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins, In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Introits. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. O sing unto the Lord of song, for the end of Father, 
the Almighty God, that the new birth of thine only begotten Son in the flesh may set us free, who are held in the old bondage under the yoke of sin, through the same Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Old Testament reading for the Feast of the Nativity of our Lord is from the seventh chapter of Isaiah. Moreover, the Lord spoke again to Ahaz, saying, Ask a sign for yourself from the Lord your God. Ask it either in the depth or in the height above. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, nor will I test the Lord. Then he said, Hear now, O house of David, is it a small thing for you to weary men? But will you weary my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Here ends the reading. The epistle is from the first chapter of Hebrews. God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who, being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. For to which of the angels did he ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you. And again, I will be to him a father, or he shall be to me a son. But when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he says, Who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. But to the Son, he says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. And you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain, and they will all grow old like a garment. Like a cloak, you will fold them up, and they will be changed. But you are the same, 
and your years will not fail. Here ends the epistle. According to St. John, the first chapter. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all through him might believe. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world. And the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Here ends the Gospel. The Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures and ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of the Father, and he shall come again with glory, to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord and giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets, And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. And I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
The hymn is in your insert. sermon text is from St. John chapter 1, verse 14. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In the beginning... Our triune God created the heavens and the earth. We have seen the glory of this creation. Everything was made out of nothing. Through his word, the Son of God, all things were created, both visible and invisible. He brought it all 
into being in order that we might have a safe dwelling place. It was a glorious revelation that our almighty God is the creator of heaven and earth. We have seen the glory of the calling of Abraham. He was called to leave his family and homeland and go to the place God would direct him to go. And our God desired to create faith in this one man. Upon him, God placed the mark of circumcision on his body as a sign of his promise, his covenant. He would make of Abraham many descendants, as numerous as the stars in the sky, and they would become a holy nation. He would give them a promised land in which to dwell. To his descendants, God would send the Savior. Abraham would both be blessed and would be a blessing. We have seen the glory of the Exodus. You see, God's people are in slavery in Egypt. God prepared Moses and sent him to rescue his people. It had never been done before that one nation was brought forth out of the midst of another nation through the execution of ten plagues. The tyrant let God's people go. And then, in order to destroy the enemy, God took them through the Red Sea. Oh, what a glorious revelation of rescue and deliverance. And we have seen the glory of the giving of the law on Mount Sinai. Our God comes down on the mountain, and the mountain cannot handle the holiness of God. There is lightning and thunder. The earth quakes. The mountain is consumed. It burns like a furnace. God calls his people to himself. He shows them a holiness which we cannot Endure. Moses goes up. He comes down with the Ten Commandments. At first the people run away. Then they declare that whatever God says, they will do it. And finally, when Moses returns, they are found gathered around a golden calf. The contrast between the holiness and unholiness is, couldn't be greater. The glory of creation the glory of the calling of Abraham, the glory of the exodus, the glory of the giving of the law. Glorious, yes, but they were to be outdone. Outdone by the final and great revelation of his son. The word became flesh. And dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. There is nothing, there is no glory that can compare to the revelation of God's glory in his incarnate Son. Now, you might ask someone, you might ask someone about about their glory. For an athlete, they will speak of their glory days when when they were at the top of their game and, and the crowds were cheering. A woman might speak of the glory days when, when she was having and raising children, like a mother hen with the chicks around her. She was, she was in all her glory, they might say. The glory, it's that thing of which you are proud. The thing which defines who you are. It's the thing by which you might be remembered. That is the your glory. It's, it's, it's the thing you glory in. Well, the great mystery of the Word made flesh has a glory. A glory which far surpasses them all. Our God reveals Himself as love for man. He doesn't just send a messenger, but he comes himself. The one who is the word from eternity became man, taking on our human nature. 
An artist can create a wonderful carved carved statue. A a builder can create a, a glorious basilica, cathedral. But when our God who creates everything, yes, he creates everything. That's most glorious. But when the creator unites himself with a particular part of his creation with man, we're his creature. That is most glorious. It is beyond comprehension. It is a mystery that Jesus Christ is both true God and true man. By this revelation, it's not just a mystery. It's a revelation of his love. Our God shows that he desires to be with us for eternity. By this revelation, Jesus will never found to be without our human nature. He takes us to himself so that he might be with us forever. When our God makes a holy nation out of a faith-filled Abraham, it is a wonder. But when through one man, Jesus Christ, we are made a holy nation, that is beyond comprehension. So you see, we have become a people from many nations, and we've all been called into the one nation through faith in God's Son. Jesus Christ is both blessed and he is a blessing to us as he showers upon us the forgiveness of sins and life and salvation. This revelation is about God's love for us. He wants those who live in a land that's, well, not our own, He wants us to die trusting that we will be welcomed into a promised land, just as Abraham did. Through the preaching of his word, our God will create a church, and there will be many, many people in this church, thousands upon thousands. That glory is beyond the other. The rescue of God's enslaved people from under Pharaoh, well, glorious, yes, but But that's minor league play compared to our Savior's rescue from the tyrant, that old adversary, the devil. Our Heavenly Father sends us His Son to bring His church out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. The rescue of His Son is a revelation of His great love for us. He saw our misery and He determined to do something to undo the damage. Our Jesus was prepared for our rescue already before his birth, before the creation. The Lord planned to send him. And for 30 years, he was prepared on earth that he might, well, rescue us. He was sent down to Egypt. We'll celebrate that on December 28th. Remember, our Lord was called forth. He called forth his son out of Egypt. This revelation of our rescue, our rescue from a tyrant, and then being brought through the waters of our baptism, takes away our sins. That is glorious. And finally, it is to be noted that no other nation, no other nation has such a great set of laws as we find in the Ten Commandments. You see, every good gift, both spiritual and physical, is protected by those laws. Glorious, yes. However, John chapter 1, verse 17, not long after today's gospel, says, For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Oh yes, these laws are great and good, but they cannot save us. They merely show us our sins. They uh, uh, put us in a prison house uh, in which we cannot set ourselves free. It is the sending of Jesus Christ. He is the revelation of grace and truth. The graciousness of God in his not wanting to punish us but to give us forgiveness. The truth that your sins are taken away. And finally, all of this is wrapped up in his great love for us. Jesus, Jesus is the glory that we have now revealed.
that has been revealed to it. It is the revelation. It is the final clue in the spiritual drama which God has gradually been revealing from the beginning of time, creation, Abraham, Moses, the revelation, um, uh, all of this, until finally the coming of our Savior Jesus Christ. In all of these, uh, in this final revelation, we have a God who is gracious. And when we need to know the truth, grace and truth, he is that. We need never doubt that our God desires to forgive us our sins. He desires to unite himself with us forever because of his great love and mercy for us sinners. It is in the revelation of the sending of Jesus, that glory, we've beheld his glory, it's in the glory of the incarnation of Jesus that we have the promise from God of grace and love. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Page 18, the offertory, Create in Me, we stand. A clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, through whose grace we again celebrate the birth of our Savior, we come into your presence with holy joy, for you have gloriously fulfilled your promises given to our first parents after the fall, to the patriarchs, to Moses and the prophets, to all the people who of old were waiting in hope for the salvation of Israel. Accept, we beseech you, our humble tribute of praise and thanksgiving, and grant that through the birth of thy Son we may be born again in the Spirit unto the blessed hope of everlasting life. O Jesus, thou Son of God, we bless thee for becoming flesh of our flesh, for enriching us with inestimable gifts from the treasures of thy grace. Thou hast made reconciliation for iniquity, so that now we have peace with God and access to the Father. Thou didst become the Son of Man, that we might be made the children of God in Thee. Bestow upon us a simple childlike faith, that in Thy lowliness we may adore Thee, and give us grace to behold the glory shining through the veil of Thy humanity, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Speak to us the words of life, that as Thou hast loved us, so we may also love Thee, 
Be our light in darkness, our abundance in want, our very present help in trouble. And as thou didst descend from heaven to earth for our salvation, so may we have power to ascend from earth to heaven, to the glory of thy great and adorable name. O Holy Spirit, we praise thee for thy comfort and guidance. Incline our hearts to meditate devoutly on the sublime mystery of the Nativity. Help us to embrace our Redeemer in true faith as our most precious possession. Fill our hearts with peace and comfort and hope and life and joy in Him. Let us so keep the feast that at its close, with Thy benediction upon us, we may resume the burdens of our several callings, rejoicing in our salvation and delighting to do Thy will. O Holy Trinity, who wouldst be praised for mercy rather than judgment, we glorify Thee, for Thou hast had respect unto the lowly. Let Thy covenant of peace endure forevermore, that we may rejoice in Thee, world without end. Amen. Hymn 28.
Dearly beloved, for as we purpose to come to the Holy Supper of our Lord Jesus Christ, it becometh us diligently to examine ourselves as St. Paul exhorteth us. For this Holy Supper hath been instituted for the special comfort and strengthening of those who humbly confess their sins and who hunger and thirst for righteousness. But if we thus examine ourselves, we shall find nothing in us but only sin and death, from which we can in no wise set ourselves free. Therefore, our Lord Jesus Christ hath had mercy upon us and hath taken upon himself our nature, that so he might fulfill for us the whole will and law of God, and for us, and for our deliverance, suffer death and all that we by our sins have deserved. And to the end, that we should the more confidently believe this, and be strengthened by our faith in cheerful obedience to his holy will, he hath instituted the holy sacrament of his supper in which he feedeth us with his body and giveth us to drink of his blood. Therefore, whoso eateth of this bread and drinketh of this cup, firmly believing the word of Christ, dwelleth in Christ and Christ in him and hath eternal life. We should also do this in remembrance of him, showing his death that he was delivered for our offenses and raised again for our justification and rendering unto him most hearty thanks for the same, take up our cross and follow him. And according to his commandment, love one another even as he hath loved us. For we are all one bread and one body, even as we all partakers of this one bread and drink of this one cup. Page 144. The Lord be be with you. and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you Holy Lord Almighty Father everlasting God for in the mystery of the word made flesh you have given us a new revelation of your glory that seeing you in the person of your Son, we may be drawn to the love of those things which are not seen. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name evermore praising you and saying, and thank you for having had mercy on those whom you created, sending your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. 
Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, He took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Uh-huh. 
God the Father, the fountain and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh, 
We thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. And we ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled to serve you constantly. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.